you're not alone coach. This is a fast podcast about a cricket coaching topic. And speaking of speed, that's exactly what we're looking into today in the guise of bowling like fire. I'm David Hinchliffe, your coaching companion, and who better to join us on the race to pace than Ian Pont, coach, author, and now mastermind of a new online community of speedsters. Welcome, Ian. Oh, thanks, David. You're very kind. <laughs> I called you, what did I call you once? The Godfather of Pace? You did. It I made you sound that. like I was going to appear in a, a trilogy of movies. Yeah, slightly intimidating, but, ne- <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, do- doing the job. Um, so let's come back to upfcricket.com um, a little yeah. bit later. Yeah. Um, but let's start with some practical advice for coaches who are thinking about pace bowling, thinking about speed, thinking about helping the, the players that they coach. So, first of all, why is it a difficult thing for club and school coaches to be able to focus on pace? Yeah, uh, it's a toughie, isn't it? Because I think all all of us that are qualified coaches or parents or just students of the game and have an interest in it, we, we don't really understand a couple of things. Firstly, where speed comes from and secondly... Uh, how to coach it that, that's the difficulty and and on none of the coaching courses this isn't just through the English cricket board this is through all cricket boards around the world none of the cricket courses teach you how to teach pace so if you're a, a cricket coach you may you may think well fast bowling is a specialized area I'll leave that to a specialist but the problem is people who work in fast bowling don't teach pace either so here's the problem we've got is f- firstly identifying is speed coachable and then secondly what you do about it and I think that's part of the problem that we've currently got at the moment is that we just don't know those things or they're not generally known so um, my interest in this has, has been going back 25 30 years when I went to America and through a baseball also through a javelin and I discovered very quickly that both of those sports teach speed because in javelin terms in particular how, how fast you throw a javelin if you get the angle right dictates how far it goes so javelin is all about speed and if you look at, at javelin um, they teach the technical aspect of it as they do in, in baseball pitching we do in running we do in swimming we do in boxing we do in golf we do in rowing we teach technique because it's it's the technical part that gives you the outcome uh, in fast bowling it's, it's never really been about the technique it's been about line and length and pitch the ball up and hit the top of off stump and their outcomes but unfortunately if you don't know how to produce the outcome in the first place people will shy away so uh, it's a fairly long lengthy answer to your question but I think we are at a point now where we're starting to realize that that speed is coachable because it is in, in, in virtually every other sport anyway. Um, and it's just identifying what the factors are that, that create the speed in the first place. And I think that overarching point about how there is not that, that, that culture of it, because that, you know, that phrase, which I know you've railed against for many years, you know, slow, slow down and, and become more accurate is, you know, don't try and bowl too fast. Whatever you do is a set thing, a set mindset for a lot of people, isn't it? And then to have, you know players reflect that and think okay well you know i better bowl line and length and and not worry too much about pace and then that whole idea around sort of well if i bowl with pace i'm going to be inaccurate and then but if i slow down i'm going to be accurate that that's that's almost a culture and a mindset isn't it It's, it's an overarching thing that needs to break if people are going to coach pace more consistently yeah i mean you wouldn't say to a young lad 
don't try and swing it, you'll become inaccurate. Yeah. Or don't try and bowl a Yorker, you'll you'll lose your line and length. We wouldn't ever say that. We'd encourage kids to bowl variations and try stuff. But when it comes to speed, we don't encourage it. Or, or rather, the, the culture is that we haven't until fairly recently looked at this. And it and it's just it's a piece of the jigsaw puzzle. If you if you think of a you know a hundred piece jigsaw puzzle, this jigsaw piece which is a big piece because it's speed and there's a clue in the title if you're a fast bowler you should be fast like if you're a spin bowler you should be able to turn it um that piece has been missing and this is not a case of us saying we're doing that exclusively what we're saying is that this is part of the jigsaw puzzle um and, and mentioning spin there it's a bit like saying to a spin bowler don't try and turn it just bowl a line. You wouldn't say that because a spin bowler just not turning it would get smashed. And this comes back to if I slow down, well, you become a spinner, don't you? If you bowl really slowly, and spinners have to be incredibly accurate and they have to do something in the air with the ball or off the pitch. So if you think about slower balls, slower balls are something we practice. Why wouldn't we practice bowling faster? Why wouldn't we practice understanding the technical aspect of speed? And it's just the jigsaw piece that's been missing. So the the phrase that you use or the culture that you alluded to, which is, you know, let's slow down by all the line of length, is just old school, old hat. It's actually an old wives' tale in a way, because if you understand how to coach speed, you never say that phrase ever again. Yeah, yeah it's... Um... It, the, the problem with that idea of saying slow down and to become more accurate, it kind of works if someone is hasn't got that framework, right? If they haven't got that technical framework around them and they're flailing their arms around all over the shop and then, the, you know, the ball goes into the side netting and they, right, okay, I need to sort this out. Okay, right, let me just slow everything down. And then it goes roughly straight and you think, ah, there we go, I found the solution to the problem. So on the surface yeah. level, it kind of works, and I think that's why it sticks around. Is that people just think, "Well, this this work, you know, this works. Why would I, you know, th this is the solution to my problem?" Where really, what it is is that you haven't got the technical framework around you to be able to do both. Correct. If you're learning the piano and you're trying to play a piece of music at the right tempo, but you haven't learnt it properly, you'll slow down. You'll say, "Well, look, play it slowly. Just play the first scale, and it'd be like half the speed." Now you've got it. But that isn't the tune, is it? You can't go out and play it at half the speed. Well, I've got this tune. It's going to sound stupid. Or if you're learning dance steps and you're part of a dance troupe or you want to go and perform professionally, you can't do the dance steps. You, you say, well, learn them in little chunks and slow them down. That's how you learn things. What you need to do is actually speed those up, get those faster, and that's done in sequencing. So this comes back to if you're going to teach the technical part, you have to understand what bits work, how to sequence them, and coach that and that's what's been missing you can't just run up and bowl as fast as possible if you don't understand how that sequence works so I, I, I get the phrase I get why people say slow down bowl a line of length but actually it technically isn't true to do that uh, and it just comes from a lack of understanding so let's talk a little bit. I mean, obviously, this is this is a this is a huge topic. But if we can just sort of skim across the surface of it, which is that technical framework, which the the four ten pegs is your phrase with it, which I must yeah. admit, I've probably said that phrase four ten pegs 500 times since I learned about it wow. a few years ago. Right? Just 
every time I every time I, c- I come across a, a, a bowler or a group of bowlers, you know, where I'm trying to get the framework in their mind, I always use the four temp pegs as the framework. So, mm. so can you talk a little bit about how, what that four temp pegs, the basics of what that is? Yeah, well, uh, I'll just quickly touch on why it's come about. Um, uh, over the years, we've seen hundreds of thousands of fast bowlers that have played the game and everyone is completely different we, we all we all look different we all bowl differently we all have different structures so we are all unique there's something like seven billion people or something on this planet we're all different uh, we all have different thumbprints but here's the thing that we share we actually share the thumbprint in other words we all have a thumbprint and every bowl has two arms two two legs and a head which means that we are human beings and human beings move in a certain way we don't move like chimpanzees or fish we would move like humans that means we share common things now if you start to drill down into that there are four things that we all have to do when we bowl irrespective of our style that is land the back foot back foot impact land the front foot front foot impact we have to let the cricket ball go which is ball release and we have to chase the ball down follow through those four things we share that's our common thread those are the four tent pegs as I call them, the four tent picks. And I call them that because they hold a tent in place. Whatever size of tent, marquee, wigwam, igloo, whatever you've got, four pegs will hold things in place. And these four things hold the structure of the action together. I'm using my words very precisely and carefully here. I used style earlier, and now I'm using structure. You cannot coach style. Style is what you have, how people walk along the road, a bit of swagger, however they are as a person, hunched shoulders, they're, they're a little bit introverted. That's your style. That's your mannerism. That's how you are. That's how you do it. The structure of how you move, I mentioned dance steps earlier, or how you teach the piano, is very structured. And any teacher of something that involves movement or learning a sequence will teach a structure, like a golf swing. It's all structured. And how you actually hit the golf ball is your style. You don't teach style. And that's why when coaches say, oh, everyone's different, they then let themselves down at the end of that sentence and then say, that's why you can't teach speed. That's not the same sentence. Everyone is different, but you can teach speed because we're actually all the same. Meaning it's all inclusive because everyone does the same four things. And that's your framework, David. And once you've got that framework, you can bounce around within it and link those four movements up. And that's the skill of coaching the sequence. So the four tent pegs came around from giving it an identity, if you like, a structure, a name to the framework. And it's very simple to understand, you know, everybody gets it the first time you say it. They may not may not, may not quite remember it, but it's kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. Because, of course, if you've ever bowled a cricket ball, probably even if you've never bowled a cricket ball, if someone yeah. says, you know, you've got to land your, your, the, this foot, then that foot, then let the ball go, then follow through. Everyone can understand that. So you know, that's it's, it's simple, but it's clear. So... Um, I like that and that's why I use it a lot and uh, I, I help try and help bowlers to understand each, each one of those to, to help them get a little bit more pace out of their action technically. Now we haven't got time on this podcast to go into much more detail than that but of course hmm. you have uh, a place where people can learn more about it whether they're a coach or a parent or even a player. Um, the your new website uh, upfcricket.com is a great place to go to to find out, get into the nitty gritty of that kind of thing. 
It is. I mean, and, and, and that came out. I've been coaching 20 plus years. And, and how this came about is that my ultimate pace foundation, UPF, which is which is what it means, um, was started in India in 2013. We had huge success. Lots of kids wanted to come to that. But for India, it was relatively expensive for people to attend the camps because not everybody has got a lot of money in India. And without a sponsor, we had to put the fees at a level where, where you know, we could make it work. The great thing about a website is we can put information up there so it becomes like a library resource. So everything that's in my head is basically appearing on upfcricket.com. And the first month's just gone up, and we're going to keep evolving that. We're, we're drip-feeding out information. And people can join that website, and then they can access video clips, podcasts, um, PDF handouts. There's blogs up there. There's news. There's media articles. There's a lot going up there. Large elements of the website are completely free and will always remain free. So you can just go to upfcricket.com and have a look at it. Uh, we've got a trailer on the welcome page. You get an idea of what's actually on the, on the subscription part of the site. But the subscription part of the site itself is £7 a month. And I thought, you know, £7 a month is not a massive investment for a lot of people. Um, and for a year, it's, it's the price of a week's worth of groceries probably. So if people think that their cricket future is worth the price of a week's worth of groceries then join up for 12 months but basically it's a monthly thing and the idea is that we're there to help uh, educate everybody and if anyone has an interest in fast bowling or they're just curious about how it works it's pretty much all up at upfcricket.com and I think the message there is that you know don't be afraid of it you know, don't it there is that it is a, a complicated area but it's not an area to be afraid of and i think a lot of people are a little bit afraid they don't want to commit fully to it maybe because they think well hang on a minute you know i i, I can't be the next dale stain i can't be the next brett lee i bet i better not even try i better just fit into my my little bracket in my safe zone and not go for it but actually like, you, mm. maybe you won't be the next brett lee maybe you won't be the next dale stain but you can be as good as you can be and i think if you go in with that mindset and that idea of being you know let's see how, let's see how quick i can get let's see how good I can be, then you're opening the door then to, to potential. And where that takes you, that's, well, obviously that varies for each individual person, but I, I think that's, that, that's the crucial thing. You, you've got to open that door, otherwise you can never go through it. I agree 100%. And just final thought on the whole business, when it comes to the technical aspects, we're very happy to teach batting. Um, and, you know, we always say to a batsman, high elbow, move your feet, lean in, keep your head still, get your hands through the ball, make sure your foot's there. They're all technical issues. We never say to a batsman, just hit the ball between those fielders or just smash it into that field. That's what we want them to do. But that's outcome. In fast bowling, it's the other way around. We, we only teach outcome or we only shout out, pitch it up from the side of the <laughs> pitch, which is useless. And, and this is the issue we have. So we're used to teaching technique on batting. We know that. We're used to giving people a good background. So the upfcricket.com website has a lot of technical information but we've got tactical stuff in there we've got yorkers bouncers slower balls variations we've got sports psychology we've got some strength and conditioning stuff you know we've got a whole gamut of things that people can access and say so it's it's a it's going to be a fast bowling cricket library people can dip in and out as they wish well, I urge everyone to go and uh, have a look at that, especially if they've enjoyed the discussion and want to get a lot more in-depth into this side of the game because it is fa a fascinating area and, and one which is is ripe for, for developing players if, if you feel like you can get into that. So, so go for it. So thanks, Ian, for coming on to the show. And, um, head, yeah, do please head over, if you're listening, head over to upfcricket.com to, to get your fast bowling fix. And uh, if you also want to find me, you can head over to my website, the 
david25.com where I can provide a little bit of advice as well on figs. Thanks very much for listening. That's the end of the show.